So I think that's an important point because I've read a lot that a lot of time B2C storytelling is just, what's it called? Not cringy, but a bit... Insincere? Mm, no. Just a bit... Mm, Superficial. Shallow. Not gadgety. Just like, like it's just... Oh, gimmicky. Gimmick. That's yeah. the word! <laughs> episode of Got 99 Problems but Gen Z Ain't One. I'm Holly. I'm Connor. And I'm Lizzie. Thanks for joining us. Um, so this episode is on storytelling. Once and upon a time. Yeah. No. It was a dark, <laughs> stormy night. <laughs> but in particular in the B2B world. So I think there's a long, longer and more established history of um, storytelling in B2C. Mm. But yeah, I definitely think there's been a surge or a lot of interest now in storytelling b2b mm. and there actually there's a lot of potential there um why do we think it's needed now um i think one of the things is uh b2b companies are trying to be more human and maybe relatable mm. because it's, it's very sort of prevalent in the b2c world so i guess maybe b2b's also trying to go along those lines and become more relatable and sort of more I don't know, maybe tangible with their, their customers. Yeah, I think it's also, huh, in keeping with the theme of this podcast, um, it's also like the, the influence of millennials and Gen Z is they're becoming sort of the most, maybe not the most influential people in B2B, but they're, they're coming of age, they make, they're yeah. influencing buying decisions. And um, like I think there's something I read the other day, we, we don't, ha- contrary to popular opinion, we don't have shorter attention spans but we have always been constantly bombarded with adverts, you know, or online, TV, billboards, everything. Yeah. And so we just, companies need to cut through the noise more. Yeah, well, there's so much more content online now. Yeah, exactly. And we're going on so many different platforms again, like you said, bombarded with it. Mm. So a good story can help you be memorable, like establish an emotional connection rather than just like a, a rational, that's a good deal connection. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be better in the long run, isn't it? Yeah. Precisely. Mm. <laughs> and the buying journey is just evolving constantly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything is on all channels now. Yeah. Omni channel is just the buzzword. Mm-hmm. And it's about, I think, you've got to constantly keep on top of what are people using, which channels are they using, how can mm-hmm. we engage with them the best. Um, and as you said, Lizzie Millennials, we have different consumption patterns. Yeah, definitely. It's no longer like traditional media. So, uh, also for use online, that's now becoming one of the main driving factors. So you'll see um, monetization being brought into pretty much all platforms now. Like uh, mm. Instagram, they brought out the, uh, what do you call it, the, the buying ability, I guess. You yeah. can tap on things, you can buy people's clothes that like you see in pictures. So that's it's, a, a clear sign of it. It's becoming an e- e-commerce site. Yeah, definitely. Like, rapidly. Um, so, yeah. What do we think makes a good story? Um, definitely some sort of emotional tie because it's hard not uh, hard to ignore emotion. You know, you mm. see all these um, charity adverts where they always, you know, put very sort of yeah. sadding images. That's, you know, it pulls on your heartstrings so it's hard to sort of not get involved. It is, but I think you have to walk a, a line. That there's, there's emotionality and, and stuff like that that has to be relatable and it has to evoke the emotions you want. So yeah. obviously charity drives and things like that, they want you to feel sympathy, they want you to be moved to action. That wouldn't be appropriate for, you know, a printer. 
company. Like, <laughs> she's got like a picture of someone like crying over a printer, like, why won't it work? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably use that. Like, well, that makes you think of the really great example, which was the wolf for HP. Mm. Have you seen it? I yeah. think you said you saw it. I've it. seen it in passing. I've not seen the video. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Christian... Christian Slater? Yeah, Christian Slater. It's him. The famous guy, you know. That one famous guy. You may remember me, friend. It's it's presented as like, kind of like, quite cinematic, as if it would be like a trailer, but he's like building up this story of like this threat in the office, and Mm -hmm. like he's he's like a narrator in the background, but messing with everyone and without them knowing, giving them little distractions, like a birthday or something like that, like, but little do you know, like, (laughs) and then like at the end, it's just like... Spy thriller. (laughs) Well, yeah, like someone printed something like a birthday voucher and then like he was like now i've got access to everything like it, i was like oh my god this is yeah, so it's mr robot style isn't it yeah, yeah i loved it but mm-hmm. it's, it's really good though because it proves that you don't have to be you know a crazy company that, that does mad products there you know they do printers so yeah don't get me wrong like, printers but great, they solve but, a problem yeah. it's more yeah. like this is it's not focusing on what we're giving you it's the bet like it's what we can solve for yeah. you. Yeah. But I think wow. it's good though, because it proves that you don't have to, you know, be a crazy company to make something engaging. Because I, I really got into it. I was like, hmm, mm, yeah. printers. You I actually think about it now. Creative in where you think. And yeah. It's an effective example of establishing a villain. So like, a, what makes a good story? Compelling characters, mm. things like that. So you have a protagonist, maybe, or you have a, a threat or a villain. And yeah. you have, and it sounds like it was really well sort of, went through the stages of a story quite well. So you have your, your yeah, I do like introduction, that. your build-up, your you climax, your resolution. Yeah. No, I think it, yeah, it's great. I, I really, really liked it. Um, what were the other examples are really good? So. It was The Longest Night by... Mm, um, Phillips. Yeah, Phillips. And that it's, was good. Is that the one with the sailor? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fisherman in Iceland. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just... You can really empathise with how lonely he is he's got sleep apnea or Mm. insomnia like he can't sleep he's exhausted he loves his job no one's disputing that Mm. he says he loves his job but it's just like you can really see his exhaustion and it's trying to then I think it's addressing the carers that would then feel moved to try and do Mm. something for people like him it's targeted at healthcare companies because at the end it, it, it doesn't feature any Philips employees any Philips products even it's just him and his story, and then at the end it says, Phillips is investing in research to help Icelandic, um, you know, help combat sleep apnea, uh, find out more here. So it's, the whole thing is built around this man's story and your emotional connection to him, and like, if you've ever been tired, you've known a little bit how he feels, maybe not to the extent of not I sleeping in sleep, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked at him, like, it wasn't even more so, I, I just thought, God, he looks cold. Yeah. <laughs> Put a coat on. God. <laughs> Is that because he was like actually behind a green screen? Maybe. <laughs> like the fake. world's best like <laughs> CGI. He's in 25 degrees heat, shuddering. <laughs> Is it Google that show I think they show their technology as kind of represent like small business owners to be like the hero of the story and like how mm. they provide them with yeah, things. Yeah, quite empowering. Which can then they can go to their back to their business and be like, I'm the hero. I've yeah. solved this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, tools for like Google is the mighty sword <laughs> in the hand of the knight. <laughs> yeah. 
So, wait, are there, are there any examples that didn't work? That's what I was thinking. Backfired, I was trying to think. Any bad storytelling that you could learn from? Oh, maybe what about Pepsi? With the oh, whole Kendall God, Jenner yes. thing. That was the what? You know, when... Um, a few years ago. Was it there was some, uh, yeah, it South was South America or something? I think it was... Yeah, I think it was, yeah. There was, I think there's some sort of conflict going on in South America and... <laughs> Uh, Perfect place to advertise yeah, a soft drink. <laughs> no, it, it, I think it, there, there's, there was a parallel drawn between the, the scene depicted in the ads and Kendall Jenner came out and gave one of the uh, Policeman, riot policemen yeah. uh, a Pepsi and suddenly everybody was okay. Like, oh Pepsi brings yeah. the world together, says relatable woman of the people, Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yeah. Is that not so insensitive? Ex- Ooh, yeah, yes. well, that, that's why it backfired and everybody, you know, everybody hated it. So. Happen, I just think who was on your production team that thought did, how many people approved that? Yeah. Like, how many stages did that go through? Yeah, somebody signed off on that and thought it was a good idea, which yeah. obviously didn't work out. Yeah, but in a way, it's it's kind of odd because because it causes so much you know, uh, disruption in the whole PR world. Mm, outrage, it kind of, yeah, it kind of does work. Any news is, yeah, good news, isn't it? Yeah. So, you well, could argue that however the story or the however the people take it, mm. sort of. It will benefit you, as long as it makes enough noise. The story of the advert was flawed, but the story of the controversy Mm. was effective. Yeah, Because we still remember it. But why why did we feel that that wasn't... that that, that felt hollow or that felt wrong? Because I would never believe that... Was it Kendall Jenner? That she would be anyone's heroine. Yeah. Mm. It's not believable. Or that she would be on the front line of a protest... Well, she wasn't originally. She was in a hairdressing shop or something. She was doing a shoot, and then she saw everybody going past. Oh god, yeah, that's how she it was starts. Like, I need to be part of this. She, you know, she runs through the crowd. She like. It feels very hollow to me. It yeah, it feels feel. a bit Hollywood. So like, she wouldn't be there anyway. So they need probably get more people. But who is this not be B to C? Well, yeah, yes, that is B to C. So I think that's an important point because I've read a lot that a lot of time B to C storytelling is just what's it called? Not cringy, but a bit insincere. Mm. No, just a bit mm, superficial, shallow, not gadgety. Just like gid- like it's just oh gimmicky. Gimmick. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to think of. G- gimmicky. <laughs> like it's just it doesn't have as deep a purpose as the potential that B to B has. Mm, I think it depends, but yeah, like especially not saying it can't be. No, but and it I don't mean that B to C is always way. shallow either. It can be really quite profound, but. Yeah, B2B tends to be more functional, let's say, although that's changing. Um, I think the key point for that advert is that it didn't feel authentic. It felt fake. Um, And that's something that apparently, says our generation, you know, research, we really don't, doesn't speak to us. We We want authenticity. Is that because we see so much content that we can perceive it better? I'm so sceptical with most things I see. I'm just like, no... No. We've seen it all because we've been constantly bombarded. Well, yeah, like, it, yeah, apparently we see like ten thousand adverts a day. Jeez, well, everything's an ad now. Yeah, everything's literally an ad. everything. <laughs> but yeah, I think that whole point about authenticity is really important because yes, that Pep story wasn't authentic, but I think the sto- the whole storytelling aspect has the scope to deliver authenticity mm. and articulate a real brand purpose and value. So why people are doing things, it's Simon. Simon Sinek? 
Cynic? Who says that you need to find your why. Yes. Yeah. So people obviously know how they're doing things, but you need to crack through to people why you're doing it. Yeah. Your company's How purpose. does, um, on a side note, how does data like form is data part of the uh, storytelling process god that was a side note yeah. wasn't it oh, i was just thinking i was like thoughts pop into your head just so spontaneously <laughs> Connor. i just gotta go out um, i mean i suppose it does because you can't effectively market to people you don't know your audience you don't know what they want what they respond to but i think you have to use data as a tool you, if companies that get too bogged down especially like you know in like films where um, they'll make a film and then they'll focus group it mm. and then they'll re-edit it and it's worse because yeah. they've used their data. They, they, this is what the people want. A yeah. small sample of people. Exactly. Or the people are too gimmick focused or trend focused and they're trying to do something that's popular rather than something that's authentic and that's, you know, true to their company's why. Yeah. Um, I think it's called the golden thread. Where you um, where you look at your data and you find out you know the the constant in it maybe the constant group or the constant themes mm. and you put that into your storytelling and all the way through that sort of played throughout and it's it's supposed to give like you know mm. a good structure to your, your storytelling yeah, consistency is key I yeah. think that's something that came out is it playing for the long term solution rather than just you know always a trend or make a video and play to it I think that's always going to win yeah um, definitely like obviously some things do go you know incredibly viral and then your company gets really high profile but then yeah. that's not something I don't think that appeals to B2B companies I think they're in it for more repeat repeated custom yeah, yeah. like establishing a good reputation with their buyers and, and yeah like it's that. very relationship and partnership even collaborative yeah. a collaborative focus so I think authenticity is so important because it's not transactional you have a relationship with these people so mm. you want to know that you're building trust with them mm. and that you believe in what they stand for especially if your company like some of our clients that the equipment they provide is vital for people's safety for like it's food ingredients it's got to be you know you have to portray that you are a trustworthy company that's going to deliver these products well so usually like i think i said on a past uh, podcast i thought uh, b2b was kind of non-human they felt a bit more uh, <laughs> sort of corporate and it's quite, you know, clean cut because it's not something that I usually use. Mm. But I think when you put it that way, you know, it's safety, it's, you know, nutraceutical, so you can, like, you know, mm. people's health, stuff like that. You could make, you could change the perception of B2B through storytelling. So I think, yeah, it's definitely worth doing. Yeah. Mm. It's changed my mind. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you were scared. Mind, you were skeptical. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know you were on the fence. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, do we need storytelling? <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole storytelling um, is you create a feeling for someone. And I think once you create a feeling, like an emotion, it's almost like a memory. Like it's so much more potent mm. in their mind. And people, it, like that um, wolf video, which came to mm. us straight away, yeah. or the fisherman one, like it's just there. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to remember a good ad. Something yeah. that obviously connects with you on a deeper, on a more meaningful level, um, opposed, as opposed to a buy one, get one free. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't remember any buy one, get one frees. Um, oh, I do. Does anyone remember the Safe Style um, UK window adverts? From the you buy one, you, you get, get one, one free. free. Is oh, that a yeah. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> Is that copyright infringement? <laughs> 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 no, but like, even like the bad advert that we 
made an example of the Pepsi one. We remember it because it emotionally made us go, ooh. Like it, Do you think they wanted us to cringe at it? It may be, but... Um, See, we were laughing at the guy before, like, who signed this off, but he's now going, hmm, you're talking about my ad. Exactly. Like, we have an emotional connection to those ads because they made us laugh, they made us cringe, they made us they inspired us, they intrigued us. You know. Yeah, it made me laugh, but it never made me want to go and buy... Well, I no, wasn't buying Windows, exactly. right, like but um, it, didn't, <laughs> I, it wasn't like a, something that I thought, oh, he seems legit, I want to go and buy Obviously, those. <laughs> but in terms of pure uh, memorability, that was effective. But for, you know, companies that were looking to maybe portray a bit more... Uh, <laughs> Trustworthiness. We've not really spoken about the format of these stories. Well, you have your you have your classic story structure. Uh, oh no, I was thinking more about is it does it strictly have to be video? Because in my head right now, I'm thinking of no. these videos. You can, can you can you do a, a storytelling ad? It could be just part of your brand's message. Yeah. Like, uh, and it will keep thinking of B two C examples. But uh, has anyone seen the Amazon Prime billboards that have been around? No. Um, it's a single image. And it's just um, like a bathroom, mm-hmm. a women's bathroom. And at one end, there's two girls with like lipstick out and they're looking like sceptically across at this third woman who's like painting like Viking war paint on her face. Right. And at the bottom, it just has the icon for like the show Vikings and like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Amazon Prime, great shows that stay with you. And it, it tells, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a story in a picture. Yeah. It's quite, you can do things in a, mm. a more, I don't know, it's almost like a comic style. Yeah. You're telling a story through an image with some text. Yeah. Can yeah. you do it uh, purely through audio? Can you convey, uh, you know, sort of a motive sort of story? Well, yeah, they do it on radio. Yeah, true, yeah. true. I can't think um, of a B2B example, but I've... <laughs> There's a casino example of something <laughs> that's <laughs> that I listen to every day now at the moment. Uh, what about the blogs? Blogs are a good one. Looks great. Um, case you know, studies. Case studies. Blogs, they're in themselves. They're, they're long form, aren't they? Because you you have to sit down, and sort of, you know, put yourself through it. Mm. And they're authentic because they're a case study. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can back it up. You can't make it up. <laughs> you can't make it up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, like anything, like text ads. Um, you have those sort of animated GIF ads. Yeah. In banners, um, even like um, e-shots, um, like e-shot. um, like an email, like oh. a, a marketing email. Um, I've seen some really good ones for like um, attrition campaigns. So companies trying to stop customers leaving them and retain their like, customer base. So if someone's not interacted with their site for so long, they'll send out an email that's like, um, it, I can't remember what company it was, but it had a little sort of sad face like, oh, long time no see, um, you know, yeah. you, you've not been around so much. Um, we just wanted to let you know about these things. What do you think of emojis and subject in subject headings <laughs> because I get them all the time really from... I, mean, I think emojis like in certain contexts obviously they're not amazingly professional but I find emojis really useful um, for setting context like because obviously if it's just a piece of text it's very difficult to gauge someone's emotion through language yeah. alone and emojis are really good you can you can do sarcastic texts with an emoji because you yeah, say yeah. one thing and then put like a winky face or whatever yeah. but I guess where I was going with that is people are saying now that you can incorporate memes or um, wow. things like that into business. I'm like, God, is there a place for that in B2B? So yeah, I've seen businesses do it. I've seen them, well, try to do it mm. and they don't pull it off because they, they I guess tricky. they try to control it too much. And it, yeah, it feels forced. It feels yeah. inauthentic. I think that's what we keep coming back to. Like it'll, it'll be ineffective. I think 
why, like there's definitely room for humour in B two B and so humour's a great one. Yeah, exactly. Probably one of the but easiest. You still have to portray competence and reliability and things. I think memes and emojis just now don't quite set that. That's term. just why I brought it up because I can't personally see it being executed well. Yeah. Not yet, maybe. Maybe in the future. Yeah, I'm happy to be proven wrong. <laughs> maybe you'll see one in the future sometime, just a big emoji and a, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, joint pain, sad joint face. Pain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then just a picture of... The That's not going to make anyone feel anything, no, is it? Just a picture of a pill. I mean, I'm sure I've seen a billboard that was just all emojis, like... See, in a weird way, that would work. Hmm. Like the RAC, it's just like yeah. car, crash, sad face. I don't know. I think we've we've, we've detoured a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean we're we're out of stuff? I think the take home is that although it's maybe more conventional in B to C, we're still it's H to H. It's human to human. Definitely. So humans innately human feel. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you, you are always, like it might be someone who's in a company, but you are always addressing yeah. humans. We're not addressing chatbots, are we? We're yeah. addressing people. Or people like, and people can't turn off their emotional brains as much as they they obviously make very well reasoned. Use the storytelling to get across why you are a good rational choice, and then you won't. Not only will you you know get through to your customers, you'll be remembered, and you'll build that relationship. Just do you. <laughs> <laughs> Simply but just do you. <laughs> um, well, if you want to know more about uh, storytelling in B2B, we have um, a guide. Um, the knowledge. The um, sponsored by BDB. Um, you can find it at www.b2bknowledge.com. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And it's got a series of blogs um, on effective storytelling, uh, story structure, um, the types of stories we can tell, uh, the changing B2B landscape and why storytelling is important. Um, and it's, it's a really fun read and very well graphically designed. Nice piece of thought leadership. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, we've been 99P Gen Z. You can find us on Spotify. Apple. Uh, Twitter. There's so many. Twitter. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I just need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can Thanks. find us on podcast. <laughs> and that's at 99P Gen Z. Thank you for listening. See you later. Yee!